baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Couple of topics. Uh, first of all, a note there on the Corey Provis story, which uh, broke this morning. That uh, Corey Provis, the Twins play-by-play radio voice of the Twins for uh, several years now, is uh, moving to TV. Will be the new TV voice of uh, the Minnesota Twins after uh, Dick Bramer uh, stepped away. Uh, that's a loss for radio because Corey Provis is the best in town. Full stop. And we will miss him on the radio broadcast. Also, very great guest. Hopefully, he'll still be able to join us uh, on the radio from time to time. And Chris Atterbury uh, moving from the studio host to full-time play-by-play duties. Uh, so that news happening. I think um, they're having a news conference later today to officially announce that. But uh, best of luck to both both those gentlemen. Obviously, Corey, supremely talented. I'm sure he's going to do a great job on TV. Um, so congrats to the, both those uh, fellows. And we're also... Getting what we're taking text, your favorite holiday drink. Here's another one. So before you say, wow, why does alcohol have to be involved? Here is another one for me. Coca-Cola, the original Coca-Cola out of a two liter. We always had two liters of Mm Coca-Cola around during the holidays. And it just shows you the brilliance of Coca-Cola and their marketing, how they ingrained themselves with Christmas. Because remember, they started putting Santa Claus and polar bears on the cans. They had the commercials with the polar bears drinking Coca-Cola. And it's brilliant because I associate Coca-Cola with Christmas. Well, and imagine like this picture of the classic holiday spread on the table with a bottle of Coca-Cola yes. there, and that would fit. But yes, it would. Replace that for almost anything else. Oh, here's the beautiful yeah. holiday spread, and there's some Code Red Mountain Dew on the table. Like, <laughs> RC get Cola. that get out, out of here. here. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's all. Oh, yeah. Now, you, now you're making me think. I think I should find Classy. glass Coca-Cola bottles oh. for, for Christmas, Christmas and yeah. just have them all the time. Yeah, you used to be able to just stick them outside, stick them in the snow. Yeah. So uh, what is your holiday drink of choice? 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. Well, same old story. The Timberwolves won again last night. It was a one hundred and one to All they do is win over the Jazz, who are not very good, by the way. Uh, the Wolves are now fourteen and four, and on top of the Western Conference. Now, look, I don't know that many Wolves fans believe the Wolves will finish the season on top of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Here's my question to you: um, Should Wolves fans have real hope that they could finish? In the top four, meaning yes. they would oh, host a first-round playoff series. Absolutely. And I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, a great uh, NBA basketball mind. But, and John Krasinski from The Athletic had a, just a stunning stat. Probably not surprising if you follow the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves now have been on top of the Western Conference for 10 days this season. In the previous however many seasons of Timberwolves basketball, they had been at the top of the Western Conference for a total of 10 days. Just showing you the absolute ineptitude of this franchise. But there is real hope for uh, for uh, the folks down there at Target Center. And I'm here for it, man. And I'm telling you what, 
And the Wild have won two in a row now since they fired uh, their coach. And our guy John Hines is the head coach now. He's 2-0, and Hinesy. But I don't think that's going to last. And I'm telling you what, I was at an establishment last night with a friend of mine. Every TV, uh, except two that were on the NFL football game, were on wild hockey. We'll see if that's the case come uh, February, if all those TVs are still on wild hockey. And when they're playing at the same time as the Wolves, I'd, do, I'd, I'd be switching <laughs> over to see the Wolves because they are entertaining. And they win last night. We just hope that Anthony Edwards can get back in the lineup soon, that that hip uh, problem. He landed big crash and landed on his hip. It isn't too bad, but yeah, I- I'm on board, baby. Former Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman in the Supreme Court, has died. This just breaking this morning. O'Connor was 93. She died due to complications related to advanced dementia. Adam, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear that name, Sandra Day O'Connor? I think of Sandra Day O'Connor, uh, O'Connor certainly being the first woman on the Supreme Court, and she always had like kind of the lace uh, collar, as if we needed the lace collar to, you know, have like a female version. as a yes, woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. But more than that, and just reading the history here and hearing the stories about, you know, Ronald Reagan nominates her for the Supreme Court thinking that, you know, that's a, it's an anti-abortion voice. But she voted to uphold abortion laws. And it just shows you that idealism, I guess, um, having standards, having beliefs, it should be, the, that should be malleable. We should have the ability to change our views, to... Decide what's right, not just based on what your ideal ideology is. Nope, I have to vote this way. I think that shows the true character uh, of, of the woman. So bravo to her. Uh, what a what a legacy and what a what a ground what a groundbreaker. Uh, you heard during uh, a couple times during our news this morning about a new campaign in Minnesota to stop teen gambling and hmm. when i heard that adam i go great yeah we should stop teen gambling do teens actually gamble is that a problem which i don't my kids are not in that age yours are do you see or hear of your kids or their friends getting into gambling i don't but look the 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 point is i think the gambling we're talking about is the ones you get on your phone uh DraftKings, uh whatever the others are all the apps that are springing up now and you're able to Bet on games, bet on players. It's more accessible than it ever has been before, so it's probably not a shock to think that some of these teenagers, you know, it's pretty, all you need is like, you can start out with $5 and turn that into a larger amount of money, and then you lose it pretty easily. So it's not shocking to me at all that this is suddenly a problem for our teens and the safeguard, it brings up the question, what, are kinds, what kinds of safeguards are there to prevent teens from doing this? And that's also a big question that needs to be asked for all these people who are pushing. And I'm one of them saying, you know, it is time to have legalized sports betting in the state of Minnesota. But those guardrails need to be there. Otherwise, uh, there's going to be a continue to be a vocal uh, opposition to it. Well, colder temps this time of year have anglers anxious for the uh, anticipated oh, start yeah, of ice fishing yeah. season. And folks on Red Lake yeah. had access to the lake for the first time yesterday. There's a reported five to eight inches of ice, and it's open for foot five to eight traffic already. only. Uh, Adam, are you uh, 
Tuning your tip-ups and stocking your ice castle. <laughs> uh, I, I drive by it every day on the way to work. It's at a storage facility that's on the way to work, and I look at it every day thinking, it won't be long now. Uh, I got a buddy of mine who's going up to Red Lake within a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, by that time, they'll you will be able to drive out there. And that first ice is the best ice. Once that freezes over, you get out there early. The fish usually bite right away because you get that fresh first ice. So, yes, it has added a new... Uh, distraction for me from the miserable winters because the older i get the cold affects me and it's like man why do i live here but i will say that having ice fishing available to me uh, gives me another reason to tolerate yeah look forward to i do look forward to it yep that's good. I, I'm not an ice fisherman, but uh, I put my cross-country skis yep. on for the first time yesterday as well and did a couple laps over it. Stays. And- yep. There we go. Oh. Oop. Oop. That, was, that was Corey. That was Corey Heppel. Yeah. No. Or Corey Heppel. <laughs> Corey Heppel. <laughs> Corey Provis. No. Corey Heppel. No. That's, that was not Corey Heppel. Uh, okay. 1019. Very good. Uh, News Talk 830 WCCO. Uh, somebody says... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something if it was Corey Apple. Uh My favorite drink, holiday drink, definitely eggnog, sometimes with a little Bailey's Irish cream. Yeah, that's a solid one. Yeah, just, you can't do su- Bailey's in the eggnog? Yeah. That's sweet on sweet. You can't do that. you got to cut yeah. the eggnog with something not sweet. Bailey's on the rocks. There we go. Bailey's and coffee. FYI, Coke and Santa go back to the 30s. Leaving a bottle of Coke for Santa were classic print ads. I still have old Coke, a Coca-Cola polar bear tree ornaments. Now one of my granddaughter's favorites. Christmas Punch is delicious. Mixed vanilla ice cream with orange and cranberry juice. I know it sounds odd, but my in-laws always made it, and it was uh, a hit. Hot apple cider with cinnamon sticks. Six five one four six one nine two two six. What's your go-to holiday drink? That's our holiday showdown today on CCL. Uh, this would be a Walker Hayes. Not my cup of tea, but... You're like a you like the new country, right? So this is kind of your deal. I do. I'm actually a big Walker Hayes fan. Okay, it's true. So this is sort of a rehash of his hit "Fancy Like" uh, Christmas version. Okay. So. Are we gonna have a uh, like try that in a small town uh, Christmas, Christmas version of that? Like try that Christmas in a steal small my town. Christmas tree. Yeah, You'll right. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, no, I hope not. Okay, good. A lot of people, by the way, chiming in what uh, Tom and Jerry is. Tom and Jerry is a warm, spicy, rum-based cocktail. The Tom and Jerry cocktail consists of a batter made of stiffly beaten egg whites with egg yolk, butter, sugar, nutmeg, cloves, vanilla, and cinnamon folded back in. That batter is added to a mug, and then rum, cognac, and warm milk are incorporated on top. Now, that sounds like a very, very involved and very, very uh, special Tom and Jerry. I think there's probably very. I'm sure there are variations of the Tom and Jerry. That just sounds like. I mean, eggnog. It's a lot of the ingredients of eggnog in there. Yeah. By the way, did Tom, is it was 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 the Tom the drink Tom and Jerry before the cartoon Tom oh. and Jerry? Which came first? That's a great question. It'd be a little strange if there was a kids' cartoon named, named after, after a, a booze. cocktail. Yeah. I'll bet it is though. I'll bet you the Tom and Jerry drink preceded the Tom and Jerry cartoon. Uh, hot apple cider with Goldschlager. I forgot about Goldschlager. It's like cinnamon schnapps, like high-powered cinnamon schnapps with actual gold flakes. Mold wine, somebody checked. We tried the mold wine one year, Jennifer and I did. She liked it a little more than I did. It's a little, um, it's like basically hot red wine mm-hmm. with some brandy in it. It smells delicious. And you put, uh, what is uh, the, in fact, I just saw these the other night in our cupboard. Uh, anise, is it? 
Anise? Uh, star anise, I think. Star anise. They smell like licorice. Yes. Um, and a handful of other spices cinnamon you sticks. throw in there. Yep. Yep. It smells very good. It makes, a very, it makes the, the home smell lovely. But just little, not my thing. Yeah. Like one I glass would, is okay. I would prefer for somebody else to make that in my house and drink it, and then I'll, Correct. I'll have something else, but I can smell it. How about this? I usually make my Aunt Mary's recipe for brandy slush. Easy to keep in the freezer. Scoop out some of the frozen brandy mixture. Add some 7-Up, and deliciousness ensues. That's from uh, wow. Deb from Maple Grove. Somebody texts the Screaming Viking. Now, I don't know if that's a drink or if that's in reference to something that happened on the football field. I'm not sure. Here's another non-alcoholic, ginger ale. Ginger ale has been a staple for the holidays. Um, yeah, 651-461-9226. What is your go-to uh, holiday drink. Your kids ever do? My, my kids are into hot chocolate. They're at that, that oh, age, three and five. And we've done the hot chocolate bombs sometimes, or or I don't know what they call them exactly, but it's like a it's like a size of a racquetball, mm-hmm. and you just put that oh, you just in put your that cup, in. and then you just add hot water, and you oh, watch yeah. it yes. like disintegrate. And then there's the chocolate on the outside, and the powder on the yes. inside, and the kids love doing yep. those. Yep. Uh, Adam, my favorite holiday drink is a peppermint Irish coffee. Ooh, Kahlua, Irish whiskey, and a cup of coffee. Coffee with a scoop of peppermint ice cream. Ho, ho, whoa. All right, I'm trying that. That sounds delicious. Now, we do Irish coffee. Mm-hmm. We went to Ireland in uh, 2017. Oh, so you got the real deal on and Irish coffee. And they taught coffee. us okay. how to r- make tr- real Irish coffee. And the funny thing is, you do it with instant coffee. What? I make mine with instant. That's how they told me to do it. They said the yeah. true Irish coffee is made with instant coffee. You, put, you heat up the glass, mm-hmm. put a little whiskey in there. Little gran- granulated sugar, a brown sugar. Mix that up, and it's instant coffee. And then you have to have the real whipped cream, and you slowly spoon the whipped cream in so you get that thick top layer mm. of uh, whipped. You, f- you float the whipped cream on whipped top, cream. Yeah. Yes, you don't mix it up. Don't mix it up. Uh, the invention of the Tom and Jerry cocktail is generally credited to British journalist Pierce Egan in the 1820s. Mister Egan wrote a book and subsequent play called Life in London, in which the main characters were named Tom and mm. Jerry. So I wonder if that person knew that and typed that like off the memory or just went to Wikipedia and just uh, copy and paste it. Uh, they definitely went to Wikipedia because I'm staring at the same description <laughs> you just read on Wikipedia. <laughs> My dad used to make Tom and Jerry's. The recipe takes a dozen eggs. Wow. That's a lot of eggs. A lot of eggs. For, that's got to be for like a bunch of drinks, though. Right? That's four or eight drinks? Yes, okay. it has to be. I don't think you're drinking a dozen eggs. That's a lot. Um, cranberry juice with Sprite for non-alcoholic drinks. That's a good very. Uh, that's a good combination mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for a very holiday-looking drink. Hot chocolate with peppermint schnapps. It's called the peppermint patty. Uh, bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. I wonder, what is a bushwhacker? I knew it was a wrestler. Two wrestlers. Was it, were, were two wrestlers were the bushwhackers? I think they were... <laughs> They were from Australia. Uh, adding a teaspoon of in- instant coffee to hot chocolate is also very good. Hot chocolate CBD-infused marshmallows. Uh, Adam, favorite Christmas dessert drink, equal parts Bailey and Screwball on ice. Screwball, I think, is that a peppermint schnapps, too? I, mean, I don't even know what half of the stuff people are describing is like. All these exotic drinks. Yeah. Have to try some. Yeah, absolutely. Try something new. That uh, Actually, that that Irish coffee with the uh, peppermint 
ice cream. Sounds delicious. I might try that tonight, to be honest with you, after the week I've had. Bring it on. I love the uh, ideas. And, again, it's not all about alcoholic drinks. Like I said, Coca-Cola to me is, like, completely associated with Christmas for me just because we always had it in the house. And, like, you know, obviously I was too young to drink when we were growing up, but, like, our holidays, like my grandma, nope, no alcohol at our Christmas uh, events. And you know what? This is kind of a good thing. Screwball's peanut butter whiskey. That's right. Peanut butter whiskey. I have seen that. I think I've had that before. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's pretty good. I'm not a huge whiskey guy, but um, it'll work. Our friend Donna is in St. Peter. Donna, what are you pouring uh, on the ho- during the holidays? Well, of course, we start with uh, Bailey's and coffee in yep. the morning. Sure. And then um, the uh, peppermint rum chata. Mm, yeah, the rum you chata, yes. Heat that up and throw a splash of Tito's in that <laughs> and some whipped cream. And it's quite delicious, Oof. warmed up for an after-dinner okay. beverage. You I was going to say. The it's just nice and warm. I thought you were going to say, first you start with the uh, the Baileys and coffee, and then by 11 o'clock we're into the no. rum chata, <laughs> and then by 6 o'clock <laughs> we're fighting. <laughs> no, we, we switch over to something something a little uh, little less heavy. You know, you yeah. do your beer and your seltzers during the day. Sure. And none of us are driving, so. Good. That's just kind of how we roll. So thank you, Donna. You uh, have a beautiful day. You too. Uh, Ten thirty-one. We'll find out what Tim Lammers likes uh, during the holidays in his cup. Uh, he joins us next with a movie review, streaming review, including this one. Um, he's doing Fargo, and remember, I, I criticized the Minnesota accents. We'll see what Tim thinks about that next. I think Dave's already been imbibing in some of those holiday cocktails we've been talking about. Tim, that is our, <laughs> our topic today is uh, your favorite holiday drink. It doesn't have to be alcoholic at all. In fact, I was saying, you know, I associate Coca-Cola with Christmas. That's how good the marketers of Coca-Cola are. Uh, yeah, we, we went the uh, polar bears. Polar bears, right. <laughs> so, Tim, yeah. Tim Lammers, what, uh, what, what drink says this is, it's the holidays for you? Well, I, you know what? Honestly, I don't drink. Okay. So, yep. uh, no, no, no cocktails, but I do enjoy myself a fake beer every now and okay. then. Okay, yep. And, uh, you know, it's nice when I, in more relaxed settings, because generally I'm tuned up on caffeine with pop or <laughs> yeah. coffee. So, yeah, that's kind of a, just a break away from that. I'll say they have some great uh, non-alcoholic beer has come a long way. And there yeah. are some really good ones, including like if you like craft beer like I do, like I had a non-alcoholic IPA from a brewery in connecticut i think it was i forget the name of it and it you could not it was very tasty delicious and there's some bad ones out there but there are also some some very very good ones um holiday is a huge uh huge time to watch movies and also and i love the classics but we always love the new ones that you never know may become classics so uh let's start with the holdovers here um, premium video on demand, The Holdovers. I've heard a lot about this with Paul Giamatti. It's also uh, still playing in theaters. Let's listen to a little of this. 
Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. Paul Giamatti, very, uh, I love Paul Giamatti. Uh, uh, this sounds very, it's a, it's a great concept. So what do we think of this movie? It's a great movie. I mean, just, I, I have to just tell you, right, I'm not going to keep you in suspense. It, it's a movie that was released in theaters in early November, limited mm-hmm. release, kind yep. of a platform thing. It's more of an independent movie, but it definitely has commercial appeal. Um, and, and, you know, stuff like that baffles me when they release films the way they do, because it really, to me, is a holiday movie, right? Because it takes place over a two-week break uh, over Christmas time, and it uh, ends, uh, you know, in the new year. It's set in 1970. It's very nostalgic. And, and the fact that it's set in 1970 probably explains that voiceover on the trailer, which you never hear anymore. Right. In a world. Yeah. <laughs> In a world, yeah, Don LaFontaine, a Minnesota native, That's right. by the way. That's right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, it just has that nostalgic feel. And uh, so it's about uh, this student who um, it's at this New England prep school, uh, boarding school, and he's told uh, by his mom, uh, just as he was waiting to get picked up, um, hon, you're going to have to stay at the, co- uh, at, at the school this year, not the college, yeah, at the boarding school, because I just got married to my second husband, and uh, we haven't gone on our honeymoon yet. So he is known as one of the holdovers, one of the students that doesn't go home. The other four that are there actually do find a place to go. So he's stuck there with Paul Giamatti, who plays um, Paul Hunnam. He's this pretentious teacher, cranky demeanor, has a reputation, as you heard. He chaperones the holdovers. And then there is also a cook, uh, Divine Joy Randolph, plays Mary Lamb. She's his head cook at this uh, school. She doesn't want to go home because she had lost her only child uh, in, in the military uh, that just months before. So she's having some heartache that she's dealing with. So effectively, these three people become unlikely friends. They form this unlikely bond and form essentially a family around Christmas time. So you got a lot of you know Christmas music and you know the weather, unlike Minnesota, <laughs> there's yeah. snow there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and it just really ends up being this wonderful comedy drama. Alexander Payne, you might know his work. Um, you know, he did Nebraska a few years back, uh, Election Sideways, the movie with yep. G- Giamatti and pa- uh, Thomas Hayden Church from almost 20 years ago. Uh, the Descendants, George Clooney, this guy's done a lot of different things. So he knows how to tell a story and is very effective and a feel-great movie for the holidays, although it does have, you know, it, it's an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. So. But, uh, you know, it, it still is weird because it feels like you can watch this one with your family. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're older kids. I mean, you know, we watch this with one of ours, my wife and I. Because of language? It, is that why? Because of yeah, language? Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing. But uh, it's so, Giamatti is such a great actor. Yes. And, and Divine Joy Randolph, if, you know, if you've seen Only Murders in the Building, she plays 
this detective in that. She was in Dolomite Is My Name with Eddie Murphy, Lady Reed. She's a terrific actor. And then you also have this newcomer, Dominic Sessa, playing the student. First film, you swear to God, the kid has been around forever because he's so good. It's a great movie. It's an interesting question. I'm kind of springing this on you, but it's, you know, we get holiday movies, Christmas movies every year. And it's it's weird the ones that stick and become classics, you know? It's like right. when, when you, I mean, do you ever have like a gut feeling when you watch one? Like, oh man, this might be one that people will continue yeah. to watch for years and ago. And that's exactly the feeling I had with this movie. Hmm. I thought I could watch this every year just because of the theme, you know, um, the, just the, the, the whole thing about three complete strangers, you know, yep. bonding and finding a family. And, and the fact that, you know, it's very sad, naturally, a lot of the situations are terrible that uh, they're in, but they find hope and they find light. And there's so much laughter in the movie. I mean, Alexander Payne finds this balance, which is amazing when you can take some, you know, some subject matter that is really tragic and f- still find, a, find hope in it and lighten it up and find laughs in it. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really a terrific movie. The streaming a pick. I've seen uh, one episode from season five so far. Fargo, season five on FX. Let's hear a little of that. I see a woman who outsmarted two kidnappers. Are you okay, ma'am? Never do you mention she is a tiger. She's claiming it never happened. Never what now? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing, that one. Honestly, I'm embarrassed by all the fuss. I'm just uh, one episode in, but uh, I love the the series Fargo, and uh, there's just kind of the different casts that have come and gone, and uh, what do we think of this one so far, Tim? You know what? Uh, as a Minnesotan, uh, you know, first thing you look at and you say, do we really talk like that? Yes. Don't, don't you know? Do we really? And I, I'm afraid to say it, but yes. Yeah, we do. Yes, yeah. we do. Maybe, you know, you, you naturally say, oh, they're just laying it on way too thick, like they did in the original movie. But I've really come to love that movie. And in fact, yes. because this season, it's an anthology series, so people don't have to worry about going to see season one through four if they haven't. They're all new stories. This one, and maybe you sensed it too, Adam, watching that first episode, this is probably the most like the original movie. Yes, yep. The, the, there are a lot of plot similarities in it. It takes place in Minnesota, but you do have some North Dakota stuff because John Hamm plays this county sheriff in, in uh, North Dakota who's you know, a little bit shifty, and you find out more about him as it goes along. He's, he's not a very good guy. Uh, and then you have this Minnesota mom uh, who is kidnapped like that uh, original plot, uh, but she doesn't want anybody to know about it, you know, not the police, because in that original movie, you have to remember William Macy's character didn't want the police to know about it. So there are a lot of different similarities uh, to that. So I've, I've loved the series so far. There's only three episodes out. It's on FX on Hulu, so you can stream it on Hulu. And, uh, again, if you can get past the whole Minnesota accent thing and just I, come to accept <laughs> the fact that we do talk like that. I don't mind it. I, you know, and I, I was the one of, like, the people who, like, you know, oh, it's, like, get offended by it. Like, but I did, I did say after the first episode, it was, like, crazy over the top. But the, the guy who plays uh, Juno Temple's husband, 
is from here, and he's the one who like coached all those folks <laughs> on the accent. And I thought his accent was so over the top. I'm like, there's no way that guy. And he's the native Minnesotan. So, but uh, Juno yeah. Temple, if you love Ted Lasso, obviously she's in uh, Ted Lasso. She's from yeah. England, and she she's her accent's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good, and and, and probably the one that's the most over the top. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, 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 it's such good storytelling yes. and such good writing. Now, Noah Hawley is the guy that uh, is the creator of this series. Now, the Coen brothers are executive producers, so they're, I, I would imagine they're pretty hands-off. Yeah. They got to, I would imagine, approve the stories. Approve, but it, it's amazing how he's really nailed the tone of that original movie mm-hmm. with the series. Yeah, it's just your classic dark, really dark comedy. And that, dark comedy, yep. again, the comedy, when you can find that comedy in the darkness, yes. that's an amazing thing to pull off. And again, Alexander Payne does that as well. It's not that kind of movie, but the holdovers, you know, he does that same sort of thing. It's so difficult to find that balance. Generally, movies are one thing or the other, right? But yep. to have a series like Fargo, a movie like Fargo, when you can find that balance, it doesn't really get any better than that. And that's, I mean, that's why I loved all the, that's why I'm, I'm a super Coen Brothers fan is because you can't really pin down their movies. Like I, it's like you feel uncomfortable. Should I la- be laughing here? But like that's, that's why I love those movies. Um, say, I know yeah. you wanted to talk about, uh, I saw the preview for this uh, Nyad with uh, Jodie yeah. Foster and, and Annette Benning. Um, it, interesting story it, here. Yeah. It's a brilliant movie. Nothing but winners this week, Adam. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, this is also streaming on Netflix. Jodie Foster stars, Annette Benning stars. Annette Benning plays Diana Nyad, real person, swimmer, uh, who, after a, you know, a career in a long, a marathon swimming, as a, a younger person, you know, when she's 60, she says, you know, I never was able to swim from Cuba to Florida. It's never been done. It's not humanly possible, the doctors say. Um, so she says, I'm going to go for it at age 61. And, you know, it doesn't happen right away, but it is really an amazing story. Spoiler, it's out there. I mean, she does it, but the movie is still really, really gripping and so inspiring. And get the Kleenex ready at the end because you are going to be sobbing because it is such of a wonderful, inspiring movie. Yeah, it's and I love I love when we have different, you know, I love when like a movie comes along where it's like, hmm, I'm surprised they made a movie out of that. But often those are the best movies. Right. You know, right. Well, and again, I mean, sometimes it, you know, people, they wag their fingers at Netflix, you know, and, and the streaming battles yeah. and all that stuff. And Hollywood has kind of got a weird relationship with them. But movies like Nyad get made because of them, because they're, they're you know, yes, they're, they're more in the independent realm, but they definitely, definitely work. And in this case, I only have to bring it up because Jodie Foster has waded into the whole superheroes or yep. superhero fatigue debate because she said that I think that we need to take a break from these movies for a while because, oddly enough, you get stories like Diane and I had that hasn't been told before yep. in, a, in a feature film sort of setting. I would imagine there have been documentaries um, where you realize, you know, there are real life superheroes who yep. accomplish these superhuman feats yep. and, and inspire you for real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so she waded into that debate. So whether that's coincidental or not, I don't know. Anybody who's done that previously, though, like Martin Scorsese, 
they take a lot of battering yeah. from the fans yep. online. That's for sure. Yeah, those fans are out there. Thank you, Tim. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Adam, have a great weekend. We'll see you. Tim Lammers, brought to us by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorney seeking justice for the injured. You can find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com, and you can hear more from Tim at directconversations.com. Linda's Construction Time Check, 1054, time to receive 75% off installation labor. On Minnesota Made Infinity for Marvin Windows, Nancy in Edina has her favorite holiday drink, which is what, Nancy? Well, it can be anything you want. They come in these small bottles, and it's sold by a company, a new company called Be Friendly, the letter B, and Friendly. And it's new on the market, and it has all of the, the uh, mixings already in there if you wanted to make like an old-fashioned or add bourbon or whatever. But it, part of their sales go to charity, too. It's oh. online. It's been ordered online. And it's uh, a couple of my friends have uh, perfected it. So it's really great when you t- go to parties. You don't need all the extra bottles of flavoring. You mix it with your alcohol and club soda. There you go. It's really great. Thank yep. you, Nancy. So you, yep. You, be, f- yep. be friendly. Uh, hopefully you, you, those folks give you a little check there, Nancy, for <laughs> giving their business a plug. But that makes it easier when you show up. And also those are... I mean, let's be honest, those are great gift ideas, too, for somebody who likes cocktails. Uh, where do you stand on an old-fashioned? You like an old-fashioned? Uh, I do love an old-fashioned. Yeah. I make a very good How about maple, a Manhattan? maple old-fashioned. Like a, Man- I like, those. like a Manhattan? Uh, I, I don't have a lot of experience okay. with Manhattans. Yep. I got to tell you, I uh, the pre-mixed cocktails like she was talking about, either pre-mixed yep. or just like the mix that you add with booze, are very popular. They are. Would you rather do that or actually I'd mix rather mix physically? my own. Yeah, I would. Because I like the... Because I like to experiment with it. Like, hey, next exactly. time I want to do this. Uh, so I like, I want to learn how to do that. And I want to be the one who um, mixes it. Not that there's anything wrong with, you know, getting the pre-mix. Yeah. Well, and I like that if I, you know, if you invited me to your house and asked to make me a drink, I'd mm-hmm. say, yes, I'll take the old fashioned and make it how you make yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't want right. to tell you I'd make it. And then you'd put your own little spin on it. And, and you can decide whether you like it or not. I like it. Throw it in my face. Six five one four six one nine two two six. What's your holiday drink of choice? Again, doesn't have to be alcohol, not at all. So what is it? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Busy hour coming up next. Uh, the buffoon at noon decide when. Usually when I host alone, we kind of do the dumber than we thought, where he'll come and do part of my show, and I'll go and do part of his show. Uh, so we'll do that. I got a couple of questions. We'll find out what. His drink of choice is. Yeah. I'm guessing I know what it is. Hot chocolate. Uh, we also, I got a question about being asked to move seats on an airplane and whether or not you're a jerk if you don't do it. Because there's a story out there, and I I think he's got a right to do what he does. So we'll find that out. Anyway, uh, that's coming up after news. And Chris Atterbury, the new radio voice of the Minnesota Twins, will join us at 1140. Corey Pro is moving on to TV. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 